Welcome to the First Impressions Podcast. This is where you learn how to meet people and make an impression. That way they'll remember you. Uh, today we're meeting Andrew Keim, who works at the Yellow Box in downtown Naperville currently. So let's hear what his story is. Okay, I remember. What do I remember about this day? I was in the Alpha program, and this might have been it's an eight-week program to get re-in-touch with the uh, Christian faith. That's why I was, go- I was going to the place called the Yellow Box. And I walked in, and this might have been the second time I met you. Uh, I remember you just saying hi. Yeah. And then I think I decided to just go up and talk to you. Well, what do you remember about the story? Well, you, you literally, you came into the Yellow Box. You know, I'm being myself. I'm sitting in my chair waiting for, you know, to say hi to anybody that comes in, because that's part of my job. It's the Greek people. Thank you. Thank you. And and you walk in. Tall, damper, good-looking guy. And I'm like, how you doing? What's going on? And then you literally walk up to me and you're like, hi, I'm Joe. I'm like, okay, I'm Andrew. How you doing? And. Uh, and you literally, you, you, you stated to me why you were talking to me. <laughs> You're like, so I've been doing something where just I, I just want to meet people. So I'll go up to a random person and say, I'm Joe. This is what I'm doing. There needs to be more communication between people and people. So this is just a really nice guy just comes up to me and just... This stirs up a conversation. It's it was awesome. You didn't think I was uh, crazy or weird at all? I can't. You know, I, I get I get people all the time that come into church at the yellow box, and you know they, they walk in or either go into groups, small groups, church groups, outside groups that use the church, uh, and some people actually want to they they come in. And they ask for somebody. They ask for specifically if they're having a hard time with life or just need somebody to talk to, they'll come in and ask for a pastor. A specific pastor? Specifically a pastor, yeah. They, they, they don't usually talk to you? Well, they, they, they always come to me first and say, is there somebody in the building that I can talk to? Uh, they're a pastor in the building. Most of the time, when I'm there, I'm the only staff member in the building. So there's there's nobody, no pastor, not really. That's that's there. That's there. So what I have to do though is, you know, if they're having a rough time, I'll be the nice guy, do what I'm supposed to be doing, and that's why I love my job is because I have the opportunity to talk to them and say. What's going on? Are you okay? What's going on with, with life? Can I pray for you? Is there something that, that I can do for you? And that's part of my job. Where can you say that that's part of somebody's job to greet people, say hi to people, and if you see somebody sitting by themselves in distraught or just not feeling great, you can go up to them and say, how you doing? How many jobs are like that? Um, not very many. No. You could be a counselor, but then they're in that sense they're already coming to you. Exactly. You're not going to them. Yes. 
So, in, in a way, I'm helping people by praying for them, by talking to them about their issues, what's going on in their life, and by doing that, I'm making myself a better person. But has anybody else ever gone up to you and introduced themselves to you and just wanted to talk to Mr. Andrew Keim? One other person. One other person? One other person. Who was that other person? Do you remember? Be Mr. Will Berger. Will Berger. Will Berger. Mr. Berger. That is his last name. <laughs> uh, he was... Did he give you a compliment or a condiment? He, he, he came and just sat right next to me and just really started stirring up a conversation. And I was learned more about him and, and what he's doing in his life. And, and he was struggling. He was going through a hard time as well. So, I mean, there's... There's few instances where I do get people that come in and just want to say hi and just want to talk. Most of the time, thank you. Most of the time, that person is looking for information. Now, because I'm the only person in the building, I I'm kind of like the info guy. If you need something, you come to me because I'm the I'm the only guy there. So if you need a door open, if you need to know information about a small group, I can get all that stuff for you. I can talk to you about that stuff. I was talking to a uh, a guy named Larry the other day. Uh, just started up a conversation. He came early. He was for a group at 7:30. He came around seven. So we we got to talking. Uh, he was uh, he was for a group uh, NA. So, um, so we just got to talking, seeing how he is, you know, how, what, what he's doing in his life, and we got to talking about church, and, and I eventually found out that he's a DJ. Oh, nice. So what I got to do, though, is I was talking to him about church, all our services we have, uh, and what we're all about. I actually walked him into the auditorium and showed him all the, the digital, you know, the audio board, the camera stuff, and... And he was so fond of it, and he he eventually said, you know, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come check the church out one Sunday. I'm like, that's awesome. Any time that I can get somebody to come into church, talk them into actually coming for one Sunday, blows my mind that I'm the person that can talk them into. This is awesome. I love this church. Come check it out. It might be really good for you. Yeah, if they see it as the yellow box, they might stump, stroll in there and go, what is this place? What what goes on here? Exactly. Exactly. So what, what is your job like most of the time? You are telling me earlier. Your day-to-day. Well, basically, they... My actual title is I'm an ambassador of the church. That's what they like to call us. They don't like to call us security because we're not 100% security. Because you're not armed. 
Well, we're not. I mean, I, I'm securing the building, but I'm not security. I'm an ambassador. I'm the first face that people see when they walk into the building. So, having a mindset of, I'm going to be a really good guy, a good ambassador to people that walk into the building. I want people to come into the building. The building is open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Some people don't know that. Some people that don't know that it's an open building. We want people to come and use the building. You can come and do work. You can come and read a book. You can come and just, you know, rest. Get your mind off things. We want people to use the building. Some people don't know that. People have come up to ask me, when is the building open? And one of the people being Christina. She, she came up to me a couple of times and asked me, when, when is the building open? Christina Wong? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah. So, yeah, I mean, people, people come when, ask when me When is the building open? 7 a.m. The building opens at 7 a.m. every morning. I'm, every day? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, every day. And then it closes? At 10. At 10 p.m., wow. So sometimes it could be a ghost town throughout the day, sometimes just oh, have absolutely. people show up. When I when I get there, the building is quiet. Most of the staff have gone home already. But most groups that come in, because the building gets used every single night. Most of the groups that come in usually come around 6.30, 6.45. And, uh, but before that, I'm setting up rooms, making sure everything is set, locking all the doors, making sure I know who's in the building. So it's a secure building. But we have learned to be a happy building. So people that come in, they see the first base, which is my face. Your face. My face. Can you describe your face? It's a very adorable, beautiful face. And you don't know if you're working anywhere. Somebody that's coming into your establishment, you don't know how they're feeling. You don't know how their day's going. So how are you gonna act? If you want them to keep coming and keep giving you business, how are you gonna act with them? You're gonna be sincere, you're gonna be happy. You're gonna act like they're just, they're one in a million. When, when they walk into that building. That's how you need to act when they walk in. Happy, you gotta say hi. I say hi to almost every single person that walks in the building. And that's how I've gotten to know people. I, through this job, which I've had for a little bit over a year now, I have made more friendships than I ever thought I would. And that is through people that come through and use the building. So he has a big network. I have a very big network. Have you met any famous people? I know, I mean, the L-Box is in Naperville. It depends on, it really depends on famous people. On what, what you define as famous people. I have met a few. Uh, that have come into the building. Now, we, we had uh, specifically book signings. So, you know Anderson's Bookshop? They they come in, they set up the signings, and they use the old box. 
I was nodding. I, so, I kind of so remember to be vocal. So we, we've had, and this is in the past before I was working here, we've had Anna Kendrick. The, oh, uh, the actress from Pitch Perfect. Yeah, it was we, the, we've had her. The cup, the cup flipping routine. Yes. We've had Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Yes. Wow. And these are all book signings, so they've all written books and they've come to the Yellow Box to promote it and talk. Uh, most notably, though, I have met and I took a picture with them, but the picture got lost, unfortunately. But it's okay because I met them and I know I met them. Was two of my childhood authors, idols, not idols, not idols, authors. Two of your childhood authors. Two of the childhood authors. I grew up with these guys. Books, super amazing, really nice guys. R.L. Stein, the author. I'm getting goosebumps right now. Goosebumps. <laughs> I met him. Really, really cool guy. And I also met Mark Brown. Mark Brown. Mark Brown. That's a little bit more unknown to me. Is the illustrator and author of Arthur. Oh, okay. So that's actually a book. I always thought it was just a TV show. So Arthur and R.L. Stein and Mark Brown collaborated on a book, and they came to the Yellow Box to promote it. It's a children's book. So that was really cool because I got to meet them. I got to take a picture with them. They signed our wall. We have. Where's the signed wall at? The signed wall is in a compartment through the green room. So where all the artists go, there's a wall down there with a hallway. You know how the band comes, they go behind the curtain. There's a hallway back there. And anybody famous that comes through there, not including me, but I have signed the wall. Uh, we get them to sign the wall. So, Anna Kendrick has signed the wall, Drew Barrymore has signed the wall, Arl Stein, Mark Brown all signed the wall. Uh, and so I met those two guys. That was super, super cool. Um, otherwise, I mean, there, there haven't been very many people that I've met so far. There is one other instance, actually. So I met, we had a, we used to have a lot of concerts that, that came in and used the building at the old box. So, Not anymore though? So we're talking Christian concerts. I don't know why it stopped, okay. but those are pretty awesome. I saw my first Christian concert at the old box and that was Matthew West. Really, really awesome. Do you listen to Christian music? Sometimes. Okay. A any, Matthew West, any relation to Adam West? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Late Adam West. Rest in peace, buddy. Um, and uh, so, the one concert that, uh, well, one, so I had, I at the time, I had good relations with the arts director at the Yellow Box, Mr. Jeff Boris. Super cool guy. You don't have good relations now, though. Not not really. Just because I, I've transitioned uh, to other, other things. But at the time... I used to talk to him quite a bit, and he was telling me, you know, we've got a concert coming up. You come early morning, they got to set up the stage, they got to set up everything. Just come, you know, observe, and, you know, possibly help out if they need help. 
So I get up in the morning, I go to the yellow box, I'm sitting in the chair, and one of the guys that, that helps set up the thing comes up to me, and he's like, how you doing? Are you helping us out today? And I'm like, yeah, I will. So they had two trailers full of instruments, uh, big trusses, uh, and all, all the stuff that they had yeah, to put stage on, equipment. on stage. So I was I was helping get all that stuff out of there, get it on stage, set things up. And at one point, one of the the guys who runs the audio says, "You know, we still need a spotlight guy." So he asked me, "Would you want to run our spotlight tonight?" Do we go up in yeah. the, the balcony then? The balcony. I was up in the balcony, and uh, and that was super cool. So he literally asked me to be part of the show, and I was, um, of course I will. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. You had to follow I, around the, the lead I'm singer? A, I'm a very tech technical guy. I love audio, media, camera. I love all that stuff. I'm a techie at heart. Uh, that's why I've been going to downtown Naperville campus and helping them out. I've been running media out there. So that's, that's just a ton of fun. And so, I ran that spotlight, and it was uh, it was a four band night, uh, four Christian bands. Uh, the headliner was the Afters. So after the whole show got over, we had to go on stage and start breaking everything down. And the lead singer of the Afters was still on the stage, so I introduced myself. Really, really nice guy. Told him it was a great show. Thanks, thanks for doing what you do. And I mean, that was it. It was a brief kind of conversation, but really, really cool thing. You know, when when you when you see things like that, it's, it's super awesome. And being involved like that. So I mean, I got to run out your own concert. I did. I did. And uh, so I, I run I run quite a bit. You know, throughout church, throughout uh, community, you know, I volunteer at downtown Naperville at Wentz Hall, uh, service at 4 or at 10.15 uh, a.m. If, uh, if anybody wants to know. Thank you. Thank you I'm just waiting for your pancakes, and then uh, you guys need anything else? I think we're good. Thank you. We, you got this. You got the cinnamon pancakes. No, just right. <laughs> that that sounds much healthier. <laughs> so you spend a lot of your time volunteering. I do. I do spend a lot of my time volunteering. But it's it's really not just volunteering for me. It's 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 passion. It's it's a passion for that kind of stuff. And you know, through all that, I'm not only doing what I love, but I'm also interacting with a lot of people. Uh, and, and helping people at the same time. So one of the things that's really cool is, I so I started at the Yellow Box, uh, working with the arts and doing tech things there. Now through a, a complication and, and something that happened that kind of pushed me away from, from that team, but something opened up in our downtown Naperville campus at Wentz Hall, part of North Central College. And, so I, I, I started out doing things out there. And the difference between the yellow box and 
in downtown Naperville is that it was a smaller team. Yeah? Yeah. Is it a smaller building too? You've never been to Whitehall? I've never been to Whitehall. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a smaller building. And because it's a smaller building and it's a part of North Central College, we're kind of like a traveling church. So we have all of our stuff in a big trailer that we unload, we set up, we do our 10.15 a.m. service, and then we tear everything down and wait till next Sunday. So it's it's a process, but because I am at the Yellow, I'm at downtown, I have met more people out there, created more relationships out there than I would at the Yellow Box. Ever. Ever. It's because of because everybody's leaving when you're getting there. And because I of the, the smaller the smaller venue, you know, you you meet so many new people who create so many friendships and I mean they're they're all family to me. So I couldn't be any more thankful for what's going on in my life right now. It's it's amazing. There's still a lot of stresses, ups and downs. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what comes with life. I mean what are you gonna do? moving out. We've never done it before. I have. Um, there was a time in my life where I was living in Woodridge and I, let's say my rent was like ten fifty per month. A lot. And that's just rent. That is a lot. Plus then you have to factor in utilities. That's right. And the reason why I moved was, I don't know, I got sick of living at home. I don't know why, you always have a feel of desire to improve or change things or stress yourself for growth. Yeah. I got this job through my, my friend, Andrew Florchek, and I was work, working at Trade Tech, building the trade show booths. Yeah. And then, you know, after doing the drive from Plainfield to uh, Lombard, which, that's about an hour, yeah. one-way commute, I just got sick of it. And then he told me he knows the landlord of the place he lives at. And he could see if he has a place open. And he did. And I don't know, I felt like, oh, okay, I can have a neighbor that I know to talk talk to. Maybe he can swing me some deals. I think I might have talked the rent down a hundred bucks a month. No way. That's pretty awesome. And, you know, I felt good having a neighbor. But flash forward, after working for a while, we commuted together. We would switch off <coughs> driving our cars each week. Super nice. Yeah. Super nice. You know, sometimes you're just on autopilot going with an emotion, so every other week where, you know, he was swapping driving, it was nice. It has its pros and cons. One of you wants to stay overtime to make money at work still, or you want to go home, you want to do stuff afterwards. Yeah. It's one of those ups and down things. Like, we went to the gym sometimes, we didn't go to the gym. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, he got let go from work, unfortunately. And then, you know, I kind of missed having him as a neighbor. 
then I was like, why am I paying so much and not saving any money living on my own? Yeah. So I decided to move in with people. Okay. And I, this was me being nice because they asked me for my help. Right. And I kind of ignored the signs of what I wanted to deal with moving in with them. Yeah. They had two dogs at the time. And the other roommate, Bunkle? Yeah. You know, from living on my own to going to that sort of situation, I'm like, I don't know why I did it. So it really helps knowing the people you're going to live with and how they are and what's, what they're going to be like as roommates beforehand. And if your gut tells you you probably shouldn't, like your gut's telling you you might be a nice roommate, that's great. That's a good sign. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen any problems with you at, at all either. Thanks, buddy. But I ignored my gut feeling with the other situation. Yeah. And then I was pretty much unhappy within a week or two of being there, so I moved back home with the parents. Okay. I got you. Yeah. That could be tough. I've never lived on my own. And uh, because I went to College of DuPage, which was by my house. Yes, please eat. <laughs> uh, and I... Um, so I went to College of DuPage after I graduated from high school in 2008 and did that. And then I, uh, I went to school in downtown Chicago and didn't want to get an apartment out there. So, so you were commuting for both of these colleges? Huh? You were commuting for both of these colleges? Yes. Yeah, commuting. College of, yeah, College of DuPage was 25 minutes away. So I drove in downtown Chicago. Because it was downtown Chicago, I took the train every day. And I just lived at home. So I really didn't have the the college experience of let's go to a college. Let's stay out there. And live on my own. I really didn't have that experience, but through not having that experience, I still have all the support of my parents, which is fantastic. And and I also, you know, just developing different characteristics, different things, like personality-wise, just the sheer of helping people. I mean, there's a lot of things that I've learned over the years that are, that's just, it's, it's good and it's awesome. So in a way, thinking about moving on my own, of course it's scary. It's very freaky. But do I know that I can do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it's darn pancakes. And you're 27? I am 27. I'm going to be 28. 28. In a month. In a month. <laughs> I'll say the thing about roommates too then. It's hard always to depend on other people. Yeah. With the back of your mind, you always got to be like, am I able to afford this if they go? Or can I afford it enough to find somebody else 
to fill in if stuff happens. So everybody has, if you're renting, everybody's always ready to jump at another opportunity to go somewhere else, especially in this day and age. I even think things can can be easier if four to five guys either rent or buy a house. If you if you have five guys or four guys living in one house, I mean yeah, that's that's a lot. But whatever is gonna reduce the, the cost that you have to pay. For, for living, utilities, whatever, whatever it is, then that's what you got to do. Because I know that I'm not going to be able to afford $900 a month. <laughs> There's no way. I, I'm not going to be able to live in Naperville. I'm not going to be able to live in Bolingbrook. Those, it's just, it's too, it's too expensive. It's way too expensive. Now, things are getting better at work, though. Really, really getting better. Because uh, I've been gaining more hours. My, my hours are, are really great. I'd say, um, you know what somebody has done? Well, you know, another viable way. I don't know if you thought about this. Depends on if you like driving or commuting. The further you away you move from this, fun. the further you move away from the suburban life, uh, in city suburbs, mm -hmm. so it gets vastly cheaper. This was a, there was a time where I was I was actually using dating apps, and now I just try to meet people in real life because it's better chemistry that and that's way. That's fantastic. But I met this woman, and her profile said she lived in Naperville, Illinois, or at least she worked at Liberty Mutual. And I think the way I struck up a conversation with her online was like, oh, I, my friend works there as a claim adjuster. Is that, is that what you do? It's like, do you go through all the stress and troubles? And I listed off some of the things that you know he was dealing with. And I think she was in a different department, but it kept the conversation going. Yeah. She's like, I, I seemed normal enough compared to the other guys hitting on her through this app. So we met up. A town called Sandwich, Sandwich Illinois. Oh, wow. And so if you don't know where that is, if she's working in Naperville, Sandwich, Illinois is kind of, uh, let's say, it's west. It's west about 45 minutes, one hour. Kind of by Yorkville. So naturally when I went up and met with her, I was like, well, what the heck? This is, it says you live in Naperville. Like, like why are you why are you setting that as your living destination? Yeah. She's like, well, you know, I got more more hits and more requests that way. Okay. By setting my my city as Naperville. But yeah, she had like who knows multiple pets, maybe three dogs or more or something like that. Very very pet passionate. But on the bright side, she said. So 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 much cheaper living out there, and she got some like homeowners insurance. So anytime there was a damage repair, you know, it was, it was covered. It was covered. It's a lot cheaper. 
Yeah. Either way, you're paying a, a fee. You can fix it yourself and waste the time. You could hire somebody to fix it, or you can pay a steady fee for homeowners insurance. Usually they'll come out and take care of it. But it doesn't sound like you like driving. I don't mind driving. You don't mind driving? You wouldn't mind driving over two hours or more every day? I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand people to do that. Because that's crazy. Isn't it? A little bit. No. So you see a, a big viable future with the, the yellow box? It's possible. This is Joseph Ryan from the First Impressions Podcast, and I want to thank Mr. Andrew Kime for being on the show. You're welcome. Uh, we'll see you next time. Keep meeting people.